motherhood, marriage, and all things adulting. That's what you'll find each week here at the Chaos Under Control podcast. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Emily Richardson, and I'm so excited to share this transparent and relatable space with you. So grab a coffee, invite a friend, and let's hang. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chaos Under Control. My name is Emily Richardson, and I am the host and the creator of this podcast. We are in season six, and this is episode 113, and by the time this episode is in your headphones, it will be the month of February, which I feel like January lasts so long. I don't know if it's because we have no downtime from Christmas to my son's birthday or what, but it seems like January is 72 weeks long in itself. So I am not sad to see January go. I'm very glad to just kind of get a move on and get the year rolling in the right direction. And what I'm talking about today, I feel like is really going to help me get my year in the direction I want it to be. I've mentioned on Instagram several times and probably on this podcast as well about how I want this year to be the year where I am prioritizing the things that need to be prioritized in my life. And I have my eyes set on things that will make me a better mother, a better wife, a healthier person, a better human being. And so it's not necessarily one specific goal that I have, but I just want to just be better all around. I want better for myself and those around me. So I found something I want to share with y'all. And I haven't been doing it but for a couple of weeks, so obviously I can't speak on it for months at a time, but it's going great so far. Everyone I know that has committed to it for any long period of time says that they wish they would have done it sooner and how great it is. So I'm excited to share that with y'all today. And I do want to say before we go any further disclaimer, this is not something that is for everyone. I'm also in no way telling you that you need to do this. So what we're talking about today are the ins and outs of intermittent fasting. I can't say intermittent well, sometimes I stutter on that. So I say IF. So I will refer to it as IF a lot in here. And that's what I'm talking about. So that's the title today is the ins and outs of intermittent fasting. And I want to share it, but again, if you are pregnant, breastfeeding, um, maybe trying to become pregnant, or if you are a diabetic, or if you have heart disease or any of that, you probably need to talk to your doctor before you just give this a whirl. But I am fortunate to not have any underlying health issues, so I am able to give it a try, and it is working so well for me. So on that note, we are going to jump right in and get started. I do have my notes on paper, and I'm very sorry that you can hear them crinkling in the background, but hey, we got to do what we got to do. So what exactly is IF? Intermittent fasting, or IF, means to not eat for periods of time. And what you're doing is you're giving your body time. The whole reason for this is that you are eating for a certain amount of time and not eating for a certain amount of time for the sole purpose of your body having a chance to catch up and actually do what it needs to do to break down food and get nutrition and let you function at a high level. That's what intermittent fasting is. So the reason I even wanted to jump into this is because I'll try to keep this brief, but 
my church, uh, Church of the Highlands, and several churches do this at the beginning of the year. They go through 21 days of prayer and fasting. And there's several different fasts mentioned in the Bible, different categories. And there's others, obviously, you can do as well. But the whole idea of it is to set you up for success for the year with a healthy mindset, putting, putting your body in a healthy place. That's what the prayer and fasting is. And so I listened to the sermons at church and I really thought about it, about what I wanted to do. But I was like, I'm not going to starve myself. Like, I don't think God wants me to just starve all the time. And that's not what it is. It's the way that you do it is to give your body and your mind a chance to just be on a healthy playing field. And we today are not that way as humans. We aren't. We are very um, neglectful to our bodies when it comes to rest and exercise and diet and self-care and all the things. We put ourselves last a lot of times. And so this is one way that is completely free. Intermittent fasting is free. It's not a diet plan. It's not anything you have to pay a monthly subscription for. So it's free and it's effective for a lot of people. So that's why I wanted to give it a try. And so far, I'm a couple weeks into it and I am really loving how it's going for me. So uh, John Hopkins School of Medicine states that studies and research have shown IF not only helps manage weight, but can also prevent or reverse some forms of disease. So this isn't just me saying, oh, I want to lose weight. It's not that because I'm at a point in my life where I'm almost approaching 30. I'll be 30 in a few years, and I don't think I'm meant to be a size zero. I just don't, and I'm not going to starve myself or do extreme things to get there. I want to be a healthy person. I want to live in a healthy body and make healthy decisions, and so this is a way that I feel like will help me do that, but it's not just about the weight and the health in that regard. IF has been proven to reverse or prevent some forms of disease, which is huge. My family, there's several type 2 diabetics in my family. There's several people who have blood sugar or blood pressure issues. There's several people who have um, arthritis and all these other things. And granted, you can't prevent everything. But if you put your body in a healthy position, it will really prolong or prevent a lot of those things, which is really all you can ask for. John Hopkins dietitian Chrissy Williams, MSRDN. I don't know what all that is, but it's behind her name. So I'm going to say it because she earned it. MSRDN states, even 50 years ago, it was easier to maintain health. There weren't TV shows ending at 11 p.m., so people just went to bed. They weren't staying up all night. They weren't watching TV till the wee hours of the morning. And so now you have shows that are ending at midnight even people are binge watching Netflix and when you stay up and lay around and you're not moving and you're just wanting to snack all of that factors in together to really hold your body back from performing as best it can IF shows to reverse or prevent some of the specifics like I mentioned earlier it can prevent or reverse disease but some of the specifics John Hopkins mentions is obesity type 2 diabetes heart disease as well as several others so those are huge those are very huge diseases that some of them we are in control of some of them you can try your best you can still end up having it it's nothing to be ashamed of it's not like a scarlet letter situation it's none of that but if you can take the necessary steps to prevent it I don't know why you wouldn't so how it works after hours without consuming food the body begins burning stored fat aka metabolic switching is what it's called so if you think of your body as a bucket And you have this bucket and the bucket is only so big, you know, it's not a never ending bucket. It has a capacity limit. And every time you drink a Starbucks drink or anything like that, or a Dr. Pepper, or you eat anything, you snack on anything, you're pouring that into the bucket. 
You're pouring that food, that drink into the bucket. And if you're not exercising, especially, or even if you are, you're pouring all of this into the bucket. That bucket can only hold so much. And if we are never taking decent breaks for our body to catch up and burn and use and digest what's in that bucket, and we're just constantly filling up the bucket, it's not going to be a good situation for the bucket. It can't carry but so much. It can't handle but so much. So what we're doing with intermittent fasting is we are using our body as this bucket and we're saying, hey, I'm going to contribute things into this bucket for X amount of time during this window. And then I'm going to give you more time than that where I'm not contributing anything but water, black coffee, or healthy teas to allow my body to burn what's in the bucket, to use what's in the bucket. That is setting your body up for success. So that is how it works if you want a visual image. So some types of approaches to go into intermittent fasting. If you're like, okay, I want to do it, but I don't really know what it is or how to do it. We know what it is now. We've talked about it, but how to do it. The most popular approach, which is the one I do, is the 16-8 approach. I fast for 16 hours and I have an eight-hour window to eat in. This is working so incredibly well for me and it is, again, the most popular one. So how I do it is I start my fast at 7 p.m. every night and I have already eaten dinner at that point. I maybe ate a little treat after dinner if I wanted to, but I start at 7 p.m. and I fast all the way up until... What, what is the time after that? Like 10 something. Now, sometimes I will forget to log my fast in my phone and it'll change the, the time or whatever, and it'll make it different. But usually I don't eat after 7 PM, but I have eaten well enough in my eight hour window that I'm not hungry. I will literally stay up and watch Yellowstone or whatever. Um, watch the playoff for the NFL the other day. I'll watch all that and go to bed at nine, 10. I'll lay down And then I get up the next morning, I get the boys ready, we take Stetson to school, I come back, record podcasts, do my workout, whatever, and then it's time for me to eat. And I'm making sure that when I'm eating in that window, I'm eating things that will actually keep me full. So that's a huge key factor. But the 16-8 approach is very popular. It's what I'm doing, and it's been very effective for me. Another approach, this one is called the OMAD, which is one meal a day. I know people who do this approach with intermittent fasting, and I'm not going to say I don't recommend it because I don't do it. However, I do not recommend it to you in the beginning, especially. I feel like this is something that after your body gets accustomed to intermittent fasting, that you then can develop that approach. Also, that approach is not always healthy for everyone. Even if you're healthy enough to do intermittent fasting, I don't know that OMAD is for everyone because you are giving your body a chance to really catch up, but also depending on what kind of laborious lifestyle you live, one meal a day may not be enough for you. So that is something that is kind of, you know, at your discretion, but that's not something I do right now. I don't do OMAD. I know people that do, they're having, you know, wonderful success with it. They love it. They don't have issues. So it just kind of depends on the person. All right, the next one, and there's several other ones, but these are some main ones. Another one is the alternating fast, which is when you pick whatever your fasting window is and you do it every other day. You don't fast every single day. Some people think that's overwhelming. They don't enjoy it. So they say, all right, I'll fast today on Tuesday, and then I won't fast on Wednesday, and then I'll do it again on Thursday. Or maybe you fast Monday through Thursday, and on Friday and Saturday you don't, or Sunday, whatever, through Thursday, and on Friday and Saturday you don't fast. And on Friday and Saturday you just try to eat within a certain calorie range. People do that. 
I personally hate counting calories. I hate macros. It's too difficult. When I go to a restaurant, they may not have all that broken down for me and I'm not trying to deal with all that. I just want to live and live life as easy as possible. And this process has been great for me. It's free. Like I said, you don't have to track all this stuff. You just have to know to start at this time and end at this time. And there's plenty of apps in your phone you can download from the app store to do that for you. So it's not anything that is difficult. And I don't have time in my life for difficult because I'm not going to stick with something that is. I need something that is ideal, that has longevity to it. And this has been that for me so far. All right. So now that we've talked about the types of fast and what it is and all that, what should you do or I guess shouldn't do in your fast? So something you should not do is don't eat, don't consume calories, don't intake sugar, do not intake carbs. You can have water, you can have teas that are natural, you can have black coffee. Some people put the Mio drops in there. I would be very careful with that because you have to make sure there is no sodium, no water, no nothing. You're not contributing anything into your diet. You are just drinking empty, zero, nothing. And that's okay. You can do that. But you are giving your body a 100% chance to not have anything. As soon as you take a bite of anything or any sugar enters your body or any calories, any carbs, anything, it breaks your fast right away. And you are giving your body a complete chance to have a set period of time where its focus is to break down what is already there. So keep that in mind. No eating. Like I said, only the teas, black coffee, and water. And during your fast, exercise helps. I know everybody doesn't exercise and that's fine. Like I said, my body or my fast starts at 7 p.m. So it's throughout the night while I sleep, the bulk of it, which makes it very doable, very easy. I just start earlier rather than at 10 p.m. or so. So I start earlier, I sleep, and then I wake up and have a few hours left in the fast. And during those hours, I take Stetson to school and come back. I do my workout. So I'm burning calories throughout that fast while my body is also doing the same thing. So that is going to be a huge help for you as well. Now, we went through all of that. So now I have some tips for you that I think are going to set you up for the most success in your fast. The first tip is to start your fast after your last bite of dinner. There's no right or wrong way to start your fast as far as what time of day. But I will tell you that I want to live a life where I don't have to tell my child no. Like, sorry, I'm on a diet or sorry, I'm this is the only amount of macros I get in a day or whatever. However, all that works. I don't like that. I don't want to live on restriction in that regard. But I do know that there's certain things I can do to set myself up for success while also living fully with my kids and my husband. And that is setting my fast to start at the end of dinner. I'm already full at that point. And as soon as my fast starts, I chug a whole cup of water just to let my body know like, hey, we are full. I'm full from dinner. I'm full from water and I'm not hungry when I go to bed. I'm able to fall asleep full. I sleep through the night, which we know that isn't true because Stokes wakes up twice for a bottle, but you get what I'm saying. I sleep and then I get up in the morning. I immediately have my coffee. After coffee, I have some water and I'm not hungry at that point. My body has adapted very well to IF. I think it's because the majority of my fast is when I'm sleeping. It's not when I'm awake. So I'm not thinking about food, thinking about how long it's been since I've eaten. So again, I drink my coffee and my water. I do my workout. After my workout, I've got a good appetite. I'm ready to eat and my fast is usually broken. What you can do is if you eat dinner earlier, if you're somebody that eats dinner at 5.45, 6 o'clock and you're done with dinner at 6.15, start your fast then and that way it will end sooner in the morning. You can try that. That's up to you. But for me, I'm eating lunch and I'm eating dinner and snacks in between. Now, 
another way to set yourself up for success in your fast is in your eating window, make it count. So don't think, okay, it's my eating window. I'm going to eat 15 Oreos and a box of Girl Scout cookies and six donuts and four Gatorades. And don't do that because your body is then going to have to burn off all that crap in its window. So you're kind of defeating the purpose. So what I do is I make sure that my meals are very clean. I want clean meals and most of my snacks are very clean as well, but I will have one or two that aren't. So Stetson loves Oreos. He loves to eat Oreos. And after he eats his dinner, if he finishes his dinner, which he loves to do, we'll let him have two Oreos. If that makes me a bad mom, I don't really care. He eats plenty of vegetables and proteins with this method. It's working out well. And we reward him because he loves Oreos. We allow him to have two. If he doesn't, then he can only have one. Um, and that's like during the day. So like the next day, I'll say, hey, you didn't eat all your dinner last night. So you can have a Oreo when you get home from school. But if you eat all your dinner, you can have two. It's like that. We're not depriving him. But anyway, it's working out well. But one day he asked me if I would eat Oreos with him. And I stopped and I was like, man, I don't want to mess up. You know, I've been eating clean. I don't want to mess it up. But then I thought about it. And I'm like, well, if it's in my window, I can have, you know, two Oreos. That's not going to kill me. I've eaten well for my meals. My other snacks are healthy. And I'm still feeling good. I'm still getting good results. So that works for me. In my window, I will allow myself one snack or one treat or whatever that's not too big. It's not crazy. Because right now, I really want to give myself time to get in this routine. And then as I'm in this routine, as it's established, as it feels natural without thinking about it as much, then, you know, we can maybe alter some things. So I encourage you to make sure your meals are high in protein. Get really full off protein. Do not eat empty carbs. That is going to give you the least amount of time to get good results in in your window. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your calories. Eat things that are filling. If you're going to eat carbs, eat sweet potatoes. Eat, um, I just lost my train of thought. I just love sweet potatoes. I could live off sweet potatoes, to be honest with you. Um, eat quinoa. Eat some jasmine rice. Things like that. Eat things that will really give your body some good nutrition, but are also still carbs. So think about it that way. But like what I do, if you want to know what I eat, this is just kind of my routine. Um, after my fast breaks is usually when I go do my workout, if I need pre-workout that day, if I'm just tired, if I don't need pre-workout, I'll do my workout during my fast regardless. So then after my workout, I come in, my fast is done. I eat, um, at that point, it's like in between breakfast and lunch, kind of a brunch situation. Um, I buy these things at Aldi and every grocery store has them, but Aldi's are the cheapest. You get them in a pack of three or four and they're called like snack selects, I think. And they have so many different ones. They have, it's like a meat and a cheese or a nut or a cranberry. I get some that are like provolone cheese chunks and they have almonds and cranberries in it. And then we get one that's like spicier cheese and little chunks of turkey meat, things like that. Tyler loves them. I love them. I'll eat one of those and a hard boiled egg and that'll be a good snack for me. And then maybe two hours later, I'll have lunch, like a little later lunch. Um, and I'll have uh, like maybe a sandwich on 12 grain bread or I'll skip the bread and just do the meat roll up with cheese, mustard, things like that. Um, I'll do Greek yogurt. I'll have a banana. Sometimes I'll have a protein bar. If I want something sweeter, I'll do that. But then for dinner, we always try to eat wholesome food as best we can. We do have pizza sometimes on the weekends or burgers. And sometimes I'll do my burger without a bun. So that helps. But those are things that I eat. I try to snack and eat decently clean. And I will tell you doing intermittent fasting, I do not crave junk. 
do you know how freeing it is as someone who literally just consumed crap, 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 like ate cinnamon toast crunch for breakfast with whole milk. And then an hour later, I'd want some Cheez-Its. And then an hour later, I'd have this and that. And then for dinner, we'd have Domino's. And then after Domino's, I would have a cookout milkshake. And like I had a cookout milkshake this past weekend. I had a milkshake and it was delicious. And I was good. Like I didn't crave anything all day, but I was like, hey, we should get a milkshake tonight. And we did. And it was great. I had it in my window, did not regret it at all. Y'all, it is so freeing because I know that I'm not a calculator. I'm not a computer. I'm not going to live and die by X amount of macros and this amount of calories and this amount of carbs and make sure you weigh your food. I'm not going to do that. I have two kids and my husband is gone all the time. I'm not stupid. Like, I'm sorry. It's not that I don't want this dream body or I don't want this ideal health. It's that I'm going to live and not add more anxiety to my life. And IF takes away so much anxiety. It really does. It allows me to feel in control without having a million different things I have to do to be in control. It's simple. It's structured. We're saving money on groceries because I'm not snacking 24-7. It is so good. It is working so well for me. And I am truly already seeing results. And we'll get to that in just a minute. All right. Next one on my tip for success is to drink a lot of water in your fast. So since you can't eat, if you're drinking a lot of water, that's going to help you. Also, the human body will signal you something that you're receiving as hunger when in reality you can be dehydrated. If you don't get enough sleep, you can feel hunger when in reality you need rest. So that is something that I learned that I thought was very helpful is when I feel hungry in my fast, which I don't anymore, and I'm not lying. I'm, I don't get paid to make this episode. I'm not trying to blow smoke up y'all's butt. Whether or not you do the fast does not financially or at all affect me, so I have no reason to lie. The first day I was hungry. I won't lie to you, but I'll get to why that was in just a second. But I'm not hungry now in my fast. I am totally fine. My body is adjusting very well. I don't get lightheaded. I don't feel like I'm starving. There's nothing like that. I drink a lot of water. I have black coffee in the morning and then I drink a lot of water. And that is ending a lot of the hunger cues that I thought I was getting when in reality, my body was dehydrated and I needed more rest. And now that I'm eating less amounts throughout the day and I'm making it count, my body is burning that off efficiently and I'm able to fall asleep easy. I'm not staying up all night because I have so much artificial sugar flowing through my veins. I'm able to fall asleep easier, sleep better. So that's good for me as well. So it's not sending hunger cues because I'm exhausted, even though I would sleep much better if my baby didn't wake up a million times. But hey, he wakes up, give him a bottle. I go back to sleep. It's not the end of the world. But either way, drinking a lot of water has made a huge difference for me. It truly has. And that water is really being that extra push for my body to burn off the stored fat in my body during my fast. It's really helping my body catch up to me and setting me up for success. And last one on my tips for success is to try to eat as clean as you're able to at first. And I've already touched on that as far as what I eat. But if you are eating those empty calories and the empty carbs in your fast, you're not doing your body any favors. You're really not. So think about eating clean because once your body gets used to this lifestyle, which to me, it has gotten used to it very quickly. It's very easy to me. And I'm someone who I don't have a lot of willpower. I really don't. Um, I'm not a very disciplined person in a lot of categories, especially with like fitness and eating clean because it's just easier to do other things. But this has just been so easy for me. And I love that. I love that it's easy because I can stick with it. And I'm not someone who's just going to give up sweets and give up everything. I don't want to. There's no reason to. But this has been great. So allowing myself to have little treats here and there, but also eating 
in an eight hour window and fasting longer. Or maybe if I know that let's say I'm going to go somewhere this weekend and they're going to have cake and ice cream and donuts or whatever. If I'm going to go to a food truck festival, let's say, then I may do a little bit of a longer fast. I may start my fast at 6 p.m. and end it the next day at noon. And that may sound extreme, but it's not. Today's world, the doctor at John Hopkins mentioned it. Today's world, humans we're so used to just eating 24/7. We snack, we snack, we have events that always involve food like food trucks and when we eat movies we snack and when we're in traffic we might snack. We're used to eating and eating larger portions than we should, but in reality a lot of countries now especially but years and years and years ago even here people didn't do that. Our bodies function so well on smaller portions, eating less and lots of water. And so I'm trying to get my body used to that because by doing that, I'm doing my body favors. It's not about I need to be a size zero for Instagram. I'm not doing this for Instagram. Excuse me. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this so I can stick around for my grandkids and watch them grow up. I don't want to have health issues and all these problems that I'm bringing onto myself. And this has been so good for me. Y'all, as far as my results, I am not someone that weighs myself regularly. I don't like it. I don't enjoy the scale. I think the scale is full of crap because you don't know how much of that is period bloat. You don't know how much of that is you've drank so much water. Now you have water weight. You don't know how much of that is body fat. Yes, scales can break it down for you. But even so, there's so many factors that don't get factored in. So it's never really accurate. If I weigh myself right now and then four hours from now, it's going to be different. So I just don't, I don't fool with scales like that. However, we have a scale and on occasion I will weigh myself just to say like, hey, this is how much I'm fluctuating from this season of life to this. I don't weigh myself day in and day out and I don't determine my success from a scale, but occasionally I don't have an issue with it. So I did weigh myself the day I started intermittent fasting and I did weigh myself today and I'm down three pounds according to the scale. Is that actually accurate? I don't know. However, I do know this is the things I actually base it off of. I do know that could be accurate or my body is at least several weeks better because I am not eating so much junk all the time. My meals have more nutrition in them. I am exercising more. I'm sleeping better. I'm drinking more water. I'm giving my body a chance to burn the food and the fuel that's inside of it without adding more. Those are the things I know. I look in the mirror and I don't look, oh my gosh, I'm so much smaller. I look healthier like that. That's not what I'm saying. But I look in the mirror and I'm more confident. I'm like, okay, she's been treating her body well. Like, look at you go, Emily. Look at you doing what you need to for your body. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for trying something new and going after something and not starving yourself to get some type of results or not being bulimic or not overeating. I'm tired of always having something negative come behind any idea or approach I take. And right now, this has just been easy and healthy for me. And I truly hope that you are able to find something. If it's not this, if it's a meal plan service, if it's whatever, if you want to order groceries to be delivered to your house that are already cooked and prepped and calories counted, you do that. But that's not ideal for me. It's just not. And I've tried all these different methods, weighing pros and cons, I've attempted some of them and they just don't work for me. And it makes me feel like 
imposter syndrome. Like I'm trying to be someone I'm not because that's not what I want. I want something I can do now that I can do for years to come and benefit my body in the process and it be healthy. And if I stay the size I am now, but I'm genuinely healthy and my doctors are telling me like, you're not pre-diabetic, you're showing no signs of having heart disease. You are great. Like you are really feeling your body well, your heart's beating strong. Like what more do I need to ask for than that? Right. So that's what I'm hoping will come out of this. So far, it's going great. I love it. I have no regrets. I will be honest and tell you that in the beginning, the first day, I'd say maybe two days, I was very tired, but you have to factor in. I don't sleep through the night because my baby wakes up. It's like as soon as I fall asleep, he wakes up. He takes a while to eat a bottle. I go back to bed a couple hours later, same thing. So that does affect me if I'm disturbed while I'm sleeping. I feel so hungover and groggy the next day anyway. So that's fun. But um, that has started to be a little better. And I think it's because my body's not so full of crap now. In the beginning, my body was burning off all the junk that I was eating. So I felt very tired and depleted. And when you have all those useless carbs in your system and all those useless calories, your body feels like they need more of it. And right now I've been detoxing pretty well off of that. So I don't feel like I need all that. So in the beginning, I was tired. I did have low energy a little bit, but you can drink caffeine. So that helps. But after I stuck with it for a few days, I drank a lot of water. I ate well in my food window. I ate till I was full. I noticed that I didn't have to eat as much to get full. Now, I'm not eating like a bird over here. Like, I'm eating, like, meals. Um, I'm eating sandwiches and yogurts and eating bread that's 12 grain or whole grain, things like that. Not the fake white bread that's made in factories that has no nutrition to it. I'm eating good. Sometimes instead of mayonnaise, I'll do avocado on the bread. Sometimes I just do a little bit of mayonnaise, not much. Um, I'll season my hard-boiled eggs with salt and pepper and everything but the bagel seasoning. And um, I'll do overnight oats sometimes if I want to eat something in between breakfast and lunch. If it's too late for breakfast, too early for lunch, I'll do overnight oats with some fruit in it. That to me is a good like type of snack. But I don't weigh my food. I don't measure it. I don't do anything like that. I don't count calories. I know some people do and that's great for them. I just try to eat better and make better choices. And it is so freeing opening the pantry and seeing Stetson's fruit snacks and Oreos and Danimal's Go-Gurts or whatever those things are and those things that he likes to have for his treats and not want it. Like I don't. And if I do, I have one. I'll have an Oreo or I'll have a cookout milkshake, which peanut butter cookout milkshakes are elite. And I don't care. I will never give those up. I don't eat them on a regular basis, but if I ever want one, I get one. But it's so nice to just not be a prisoner of craving junk, of binge eating, of hating my body. I'm not a prisoner to that anymore because I know that if this is the body I'm meant to have, but I'm giving it everything I've got to set it up for success, then this is the body I'm meant to have. I don't hate this body because it's fueled by Taco Bell and Doritos. This body is fueled by love and care and water and nutrition and exercise. And whatever body that leaves me with visually is the body I'm meant to have. And I have so much peace in that. I'm so much more comfortable being, not to be TMI, but like being naked around Tyler. I used to get dressed in the bathroom, but now it's like, nope, I'm going to stand right here and get dressed and let him know he got a baddie up in here. He's got a baddie up in here. So he knows, and I'm glad he knows. <laughs> but now I know too. He never forgot. I forgot for a while. And it's so nice to not feel that way. And it's not because I've lost a ton of weight. It's because I just, I feel better. I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders I just breathe easier. And 
I'm just happier. My mood's better. And I was on the verge of trying to find an anxiety medication because I thought anxiety was my issue. And it is. I have a problem with that. But when I eat better and sleep better and treat my body better, I manage my anxiety a lot better. And so right now I'm able to calm down when I get overwhelmed and talk myself down when I'm like, oh my gosh, everything's wrong. Nothing's working. What am I going to do? I can talk logic to myself and breathe and relax because my body isn't fueled by junk. It's fueled by stuff to help my brain chemistry be where it needs to be and help my blood flow smoothly and help me breathe easier. And so all of that is intertwined together. Y'all, I want so bad for y'all to find what works for you, whatever that is. If you're at your goal weight right now, good for you. Check your blood pressure, check your anxiety, check your sleep, check your family hereditary illnesses, things that have generationally happened to your family. Even if it's something you think may not happen to you, it could. So try things right now to prevent that, whatever that is. But if you're interested in IF, reach out to me. I will tell you anything you want to know. I will be totally honest. Again, this isn't a workout program I'm selling. I'm not sponsored for this. This is my experience, but it's working well for me and I want to share it with y'all. I will never find something that I love that works well and withhold it from you. Y'all know that. I am a generous person. I like to think I want to help y'all. I want to help everybody. It makes me happy when everyone else is happy. So please reach out. I will do whatever I can to help you. But until then, keep chaos under control. I'm keeping mine in control over here as best I can. Um, some days, not as much, but we are taking little steps and celebrating the small victories. So that's what we're doing. But I love y'all. I'll talk to you next time. Oh, 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 oh. Big announcement. <clears throat> I should have done this at the beginning in case somebody doesn't make it to the end of this long podcast. My husband, Yeehaw, is potentially, unless something changes, because they are very short-staffed with drill sergeants right now, so something could change. But assuming it doesn't, they are scheduled to get a new group of soldiers very, very, very soon. Um, I don't know if I can actually say when that is, but it is very soon. When they get that new group of soldiers, he will be non-existent for like uh, let's see, what is it? Six weeks, eight weeks, something. He'll be gone 4am to midnight for like eight weeks, six weeks. I forget what it is. So I'm going to be mom and dad to both kids. I have to haul Stetson to T-ball. I have to take him to school and back. I have to do groceries. I have to clean the house. I have to do all the things. So because of that, the chances that I have to write up podcast episodes and record them, record them could be slimmer than normal. So please be patient with me during that time. It is very hard. It's what they call red phase. And it is hard. <laughs> it's like they're deployed, but they're not. And it's like you can't really get in a routine because as soon as you get in a routine, they're out of that phase. But a different phase starts and that one's different. And that just makes things difficult. Not having a routine in the military life is very hard for me. I like routine. I like structure. And so intermittent fasting is very good for me because it's one thing that I'm in control of that I can say this is when it's going to start. This is when it's going to end. That's very good for me because everything else in my life is not that way. So if you crave structure, this could be good for you. But either way, please be patient with me. I will try to put a note on Instagram or get back on here before then and let y'all know if it's looking like that's still going to happen. And if it does, I don't know what that means for the podcast during that time, but I will try to record. I will do my best. It may not affect anything at all. I don't know. We haven't been through it yet, so it's hard to know. With deployment, after about four weeks, you get in your groove and you just kind of work through it. But after about four weeks, we'll be approaching the end of it. So it might be hard to get in a groove. I don't know. We'll figure all that out. But either way, I love y'all. I'll talk to y'all soon. 
message me on Instagram if you have any questions. I can't wait to hear from y'all, but keep chaos under control and I'll see you next time. Bye.